0: In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Let me begin by wishing you and your families a very happy Thanksgiving from myself and Audra and Peter and Henry and Anna. Happy Thanksgiving. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. These words from St. James perfectly express the point of Thanksgiving Day. It is to gratefully acknowledge the source of all good things. To give thanks to the Lord, from whom all things come as gracious gifts, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And giving thanks is, of course, central to the Christian life. It's not for nothing that the principal service of Christian worship, which we're doing right now, is called the Eucharist, which is from the Greek word for thanksgiving. It just is good to give God thanks and praise. There's not really any other rationale necessary for it. It's just a good thing. O praise the Lord the psalmist says for it is a good thing to sing praises unto our God yea a joyful and pleasant thing it is to be thankful as we pray in the eucharistic liturgy it is very meet right and our bounden duty at all times and in all places to give thanks to thee father almighty creator of heaven and earth it is a good thing To sing praises to our God. And giving thanks is not only good, it's also good for us. The discipline of enumerating the things for which we are thankful helps us see the world aright, gives us the proper perspective on things. My family has a tradition at Thanksgiving. Uh, where we would gather at the table for Thanksgiving dinner, and we would find several pieces of candy corn on our plates. And before we ate, we would go around the table, and each of us would take a piece of candy corn, and we'd say one thing that we're thankful for, and then we'd eat that piece of candy corn, and we'd go around again until all of the pieces of candy corn were gone. That simple act always worked to remind me just how much I have to be thankful for. Even when I was a teenager and thought the tradition was a bit corny, it ended up always drawing me out of myself and pointing me to the giver of all good gifts. The prayer book gives us an exercise similar to that, although a more comprehensive pattern for thanksgiving, for enumerating the things in our lives for which we have to give thanks. It comes in a prayer called the General Thanksgiving which is part of morning prayer and evening prayer in the Book of Common Prayer. In the general thanksgiving, there's a line that says, We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory more or less covers it, doesn't it? It's a pretty comprehensive list. And it's a list that trains us to give thanks to our Heavenly Father for all of the things that there are to be thankful for. It grounds us in the truth. It opens our hearts to the inexpressible generosity of our Lord. So I wanted to run through that list and expand it a bit for us this morning. We bless thee for our creation, we say. We confess that we did not make ourselves, but that the Lord has made us. That we belong to the good created order that our Lord has called into being out of nothing. That we have nothing that we have not received. We bless him for our preservation. We confess that without God's continual sustenance of our lives, we would not live, and indeed, we would cease to exist. And from time to time, we are made particularly aware of the frailty of our lives, and of God's gracious preservation. For example, when we recover from a perilous illness or accident, or say, when we hold in our arms a fragile newborn baby, then we're particularly aware of how necessary God's preservation is for our lives. We bless him for all the blessings of this life. We confess that God is the source of all the good things that we enjoy in this life. It's a more or less infinite list. Although we focus this day, Thanksgiving Day, especially on the blessings of the harvest, of the fields, on the returns of the fruits of the earth. Blessings which, in our industrialized world, were perhaps especially apt to take for granted. The phrase, all the blessings of this life, reminds us that in every circumstance we find ourselves in, there's always something to give thanks for. When I was in college, I would go running from time to time with um, an older student. He had actually been in prison and had been released and was studying on a, on a special scholarship at the school. And he had, in addition to being in prison, had had a major heart issue in his life. And every time we got done running, he would say a little prayer of thanks for his heart, that it was working and pumping properly. And it reminded me in a really profound way that it's not easy to remember when you're a young man of of how good a gift it is to have a a working heart. Above all, we say in the prayer, we give thanks for God's inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace grace and for the hope of glory. We give thanks to God above all for his inexpressible gift of himself to us in his son Jesus, who loved us and gave himself for us, that we might be freed from sin and freed from death, that we might live forever with him. And we give thanks for the means of grace, the means by which God makes present Christ's victory in our lives, the means in which Christ's victory is made a present reality in our lives through the church's ministry of the word and sacrament. And we give thanks for the hope of glory, for the promise of the resurrection, for the whole creation made new, when God will be all in all, and God will wipe away all tears from our eyes. So in this prayer, past, present, and future, all things are seen for what they are, as gracious gifts from the good Lord. And what a difference it makes to learn to pray in this way. Now, when Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the first national Thanksgiving Day, he spoke of those good gifts which he said are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Setting aside a day to give thanks to God for his many gifts prevents amnesia. It keeps us from forgetting the source of all things. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Giving thanks not only prevents amnesia, but also goes a long way toward relieving anxiety and bringing peace to our souls. St. Paul writes something along these lines when he says, Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And we've heard the words of Christ himself, in the gospel just now. Be not anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Five years ago, our beloved Bishop Bruce McPherson of Blessed Memory preached on this passage. Actually, he wrote a sermon that Father Petley delivered because Bishop McPherson had broken his leg. And he commented on this passage that I just read, saying that Jesus points to the possibility of life without worries, a life in which all things are made new, a spiritual life in which the Spirit of God enables us to be truly free people. The good Bishop went on to say that Jesus responds to our worry-filled lives, not by asking us not to be so busy, but rather he said, he asks us to shift the point of gravity, to relocate the center of our attention, to change our priorities. Christ wants us to move from many things one thing. It is important, he said, to realize that Jesus in no way wants us to leave our multifaceted world. Rather, he wants us to live in it, but firmly rooted in the center of all things. He does not speak about a change of activities. He speaks of a change of heart. And Bishop McPherson concluded, That this is the meaning of, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What counts is where our hearts are, he said. Jesus asks us to move our heart to the center, where all other things fall into place. He wants us to come into a deeper relationship with him. He wants to bring us to the place where we belong. Brothers and sisters, this Thanksgiving Day, may this be true of us today and on all days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.